Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Lewis Drug, Great Life Health and Fitness, and Fireplace Pros. And as uh, you were talking about at the beginning of the show, Tom, as Tom Neiman joins me as co-host today, um, I didn't see any Arby's when we were there either. I, I didn't look real hard because we were literally, I, Hunty and I ate out one time. That's it. Yeah. We were at the media center the rest of the time. Good food at the media and they center. had food for us. Yeah. So uh, I didn't spend as much time looking around. But when we did need something and I couldn't find an Arby's, I was dis- I was almost despondent. It was awful. I believe you. Couldn't function for about, you know, two or three hours. It was terrible. I swear I saw signs for it, but I never actually saw one. So, yeah. I, well, they're nationwide. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a pretty good chance. Could have been in one of the airports. I was right. I, I would say Roanoke probably had them. Blacksburg was, isn't that big. Blacksburg is a tiny town. Yeah. You really get down to it. Nice it's, little downtown area. It was cool. It really was. Yeah. Um, we tried to get into the Hokie house. One night, and uh, it was kind of I. I was told to go there, and uh, it was packed. And it was a sat- it was Saturday night. It was the one night we could eat out, and that was we ended up eating out right near our uh, restaurant in in Christiansburg is where we ended up yes. staying. Uh, Aaron Johnson joins us. Uh, did you guys get a chance to do any sightseeing kind of stuff when you were there? I did not go to the Hokey House. That's for sure. I was not <laughs> at that establishment. Um, we we had one day where we went, um, I can't remember what the park was called. We set it up where it was actually just outside of town, kind of like a little state park where there's a little trail and kind of pond. And we went out and kind of walked around there. I think it was on that um, Thursday just because we had so much time, you know, between practice and everything like that. So spent a little bit of time outside. And it really reminded me of kind of like the Black Hills. I don't know if anybody else has said that, but that's kind of what, you know, it felt like because you're certainly in a little valley there and, and have that kind of feel to it. So, yeah, we enjoyed a little bit of outside time, but we didn't do much other than kind of hotel and practice and games, I would say. I mean, to some degree, I think everybody understands it's a business trip. You want to win two games, but like you said, you've got a fair amount of downtime, and you want it to be a great experience, and win, lose, or whatever on the court, you still want memories to be made on a trip like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I do think that is a big part of it, and and going to see a few sites and just getting out a little bit, in my experience, has never, you know, impacted the game. We can't just sit in the hotel room and stare at the wall, and that's going to make us focused. You know, that never works. It's it's kind of different when we take those trips, like, to the Bahamas. It's it's different in the sense that this is the NCAA tournament, and there's a lot on the line. But, um, you know, going on so many of those is a good reminder that we still go out and walk around the beach and kind of see some of the sites and have fun and still play good basketball. So I've uh, kind of taken that lesson into these postseasons as well, if we get a chance to unwind and kind of take our mind off of the, the game and what we have to do. That's a, a good thing for sure. And honestly, too, and at our hotel, so many of our fans were there and parents, too. Um, you know, they loved it, and they just kind of hung out and, and got to talk with other parents and their daughters. And so there was a lot of social time just there at the hotel down the lobby. We've been together to a lot of these places in terms of these NCAA trips. Which one was your favorite in terms of the venue you played in, the campus, and all that went with it? Is there one that stands out for you? Well, the result of the Sweet 16 out in Syracuse is pretty impressive. And, and that was unique playing in the, I don't think it's called this anymore, but the Carrier Dome. Obviously, that's what I grew up knowing today. I was out in Syracuse and seeing that on TV so many times and then actually getting in there, that was 
unique. I wouldn't say it's the best basketball facility I've ever been in, but it was certainly unique and, and gave you a good, I don't know, a good feel of what it's like to actually be there and on the floor and just how big that space is. Um, but quite honestly, this, this trip to the Blacksburg would rank right up there. It's a neat college town. They were incredibly supportive of women's basketball, great people in terms of, I don't know if you guys felt it, but just going in and out of the building, everyone was so darn friendly and helpful, I thought, for us anyway. It was good, and uh, the venue was neat. You know, it's an old kind of historic basketball arena. When you fill it up, kind of like Frost Arena, it's just a little bit louder, and everyone's pretty close to you. Um, this would uh, rank right up there. Um, as we're talking about memories, um, after the game, after we lost to Virginia Tech, you know, we're all kind of doing our thing, and I'm hanging out with my family. And one of their administrators had come up, and uh, Coach Beamer, the former football coach out there, uh, was at the game, and he wanted to come up and say hi to, to to me afterwards and just some well wishes. So he and his wife came over and, and said hi for a few minutes, and we're just talking. And and Lori is there with me, and our kids are there, and they were very giving other time, very very nice, kind kind people. And uh, they asked our middle daughter, "What do you think of the game?" And our middle daughter was. And she's pretty feisty now. She's going to tell you what she really thinks. And, and all of a sudden, she just looked at her straight face right at, at Mrs. Beamer and said, your students are rude. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, you know, Lori and I are just about, you know, ready to fall over back. No, no, it was fine. They were great students. And and then uh, and they asked again, you know, what did they say? And Lainey didn't back down. You know, she's just like, no, they were rude. And obviously, they were <laughs> intense and into the game and fun. Uh, but but Lainey wasn't having any of that, and she let the, the Beamer family know about that after the game. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> they they were rude, but they were great. That was oh, such yeah, a great yeah, atmosphere. That's one word for it. But I mean, they you knew that's what you yeah, were going to get, yeah. and because we saw them in the in the game on Friday night, and I was looking forward to it. I I thought they were fun. Yeah, I felt the same. I mean, it's it's you know being intense and into the game and yelling at you. It's not like they were you know personally attacking us or you know that wasn't the case at all you know it wasn't like verbal harassment they're just into the game and that's what you want i think that's without a doubt the best ncaa tournament atmosphere we've played in you know we've had to go on the road and play other host teams before for sure but that by far was the best and then that's part of what will make it memorable and i think the fans impacted the game but I also think I don't know that that's the reason we didn't didn't play well enough. You know, we just didn't make shots. And and do fans have a part of that? Maybe in the psyche and the confidence, maybe a little bit for sure. Um, but I thought we handled the emotion of the game actually very well. It didn't it didn't make us not compete hard or didn't get us to be tentative. It didn't do those things. It just maybe got us a little rattled. But yeah, I mean, I thought we handled that part of it actually pretty well. And and we appreciate that kind of atmosphere. That's a good thing. And. Like I said, after the game, I, I can say that because I know we have that atmosphere here. Um, I kind of reflected as I was talking about that out there. I just think so many people outside of our area, maybe out in the Virginia Tech area, hear me say that. I don't think they realize that it's coming from a place of knowing that's what we get. And so I respect that and value that. And it's as much of a compliment to our fans here back home as it is a compliment to their fans out there. And just... Reflecting back on that game over the last couple of days, AJ, they they hit you with all those shots early, and I thought, man, this team is a number one seed. They are so good. And then as the game wore on, you guys got a little more comfortable, and you settled in in the second half. You really played well, and I thought, man, SDSU can play with this team. And just, just kind of your thoughts looking back on how that game went against Virginia Tech. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, we outscored them, I think, in the second half. Yeah. And, and sometimes you can get 
down in the game, and that's not uncommon if the, the team leading lets off the gas a little bit. But I don't know if they let off the gas. I just thought we, we played better. Um, but, yeah, they made so many shots early, and some of them we didn't defend very well or well enough. Maybe I should say that. Didn't defend well enough. And some of them they just made. You know, they're good players. They're, they're some of the best players in the country. That's why they are number one seed. So both of those are probably going to happen a little bit. Um, but going back and watching it, honestly, in that first quarter, especially in the first quarter, we missed a lot of shots, not just wide open, but makeable shots, shots you have to make in an NCAA tournament game against the number one seed. They weren't, you know, just bad possessions and you're throwing up hook shots from the three-point line just to get a shot up there. They weren't that at all. They were drive shots. They were going to the rim by our good players. We had some open threes that didn't go in. Um and so in that first quarter, we just were down. And as much because they made shots, but we, we had good enough shots to hang in there with them. And that could have changed the game. And I think ultimately, you know, out there, we, we managed to get one win against USC not shooting the ball well. It just was going to be a tall task to, to shoot the ball less than average and expect to beat a one seed. And I thought that, to me, was the, the biggest difference. But I thought athletically, right where we need to be. I thought... You know, skill-wise, right where we need to be. I, I just felt good about it, and I think that's a, a continued a good sign um, for us to keep thinking. We we move in this direction. We're in a good place. It's it's more about how well we're able to play in that moment, as opposed to, oh my gosh, that player is just further ahead of of our player. You know, and how are we going to match up with the physicality, the quickness, the athleticism? That's always going to be there. But I never felt like in that game that was the biggest difference. It was we got to make some shots and we got to be a little bit more efficient. I think. Now that Southern Cal game was a little tough to watch, no question for both teams. And you and I laughed about it after the after the game was over that there was no rhythm. Uh, but I, I I felt like that was probably one of the most physical games I've ever seen South Dakota State play <laughs> in all the years I've covered you, whether it's D two or D one, and you want a game like that. I I was pretty impressed with the fact that that they just kind of rolled their sleeves up and said, "Okay, this is a fight, and we're gonna we're gonna take you out back behind in the alleyway, and we're gonna win." Yeah, for sure. I mean, that game probably athletically was the bigger difference between us and South Carolina. Uh, excuse me, South Southern California. Um, that was probably the bigger you know challenge. I thought it wasn't just inside, but even on the perimeter. I thought it was hard to get by people it was hard to 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 find any space you know and and i thought we hung in there with that i don't feel like that was one-sided i felt like we matched that to your point and, and answered that another game where we just didn't make enough shots and get any rhythm but it was a defensive minded game and i thought we did a really good job against some really good players on their side of, of making it hard for them and it was physical on the glass and physical and cuts and post moves and then maya was just elite in that game you know they wanted to um usc wanted to play her one-on-one and, and maya was was good she was just kind of not guardable one-on-one in that game and she really carried us and and uh, she's done that before in some of those games that was like a wit game last year against ucla they were going to play us one-on-one and and maya just you know took over so it was great to see maya rise to that occasion in that game aj i think this is very cool there are four teams in the sweet 16 now that you guys played this year at Virginia Tech and Louisville and UCLA and South Carolina. And, they're, you know, Charisma Osborne for UCLA, Haley Von Lith for uh, Louisville, they're all Americans that you guys have played this year. I think that's something that your players are going to look back on 30 years from now and be able to talk about. Just those are really cool experiences, uh, I think, for your team, aren't they? Yeah, for sure. Cool experiences. We beat Louisville. 
we're in the game with a chance to beat UCLA down in the, the Bahamas, too. They were better than us. And we did that with Louisville and UCLA without Paige. And Drew had just gotten back. I mean, just barely come off of her, her injury, basically. Um, and so, yeah, those games are not only great experiences, but the idea that you're capable of, of beating those teams, playing with those teams. Uh, as good as South Carolina is, it's still a, I think it was six points in the fourth quarter, just for a possession. I realize that. But to be able to hang in there and maybe make a couple of shots to make that game closer is a great reminder of where our team's at. Um, so I just think we're getting to a point, and I hope we can maintain this, and this is the, the big thing going forward. Um, we're getting to a point where it's not unrealistic to think that South Coast State can continue to advance in postseason tournaments, can continue to go further than just maybe get a win and then it's just a, a too tall of a task. Um, I, I really believe that. And we graduate some good ones. Peyton, Maya, and Drew as, as players were fantastic. Reagan is also a big part of our team in a different way. Uh, but we've got some great ones coming in the next few years, and we return some really good ones. So, you know, that's really the thought for me coming out of this tournament. Is it doesn't have to be those kind of one-offs or you hung in there, and that's the bar. Um, the bar can be moved up, and we can continue to to try and play well and, and try and get wins. Well, and any time that your younger players can be exposed to a situation like this, it's kind of a kind of a rock and a hard place because you've got you know you've got your your Peytons and Drews and Mayas. And it's like, well, we got to try to win this while we got them. And yet you got a bunch of younger players that are going to be the next Drew, Peyton, and Maya in their era, so to speak, who are getting valuable experience. I'm guessing that experience is just going to help in numerous ways moving forward in terms of confidence level. Yes, for sure. I, I really believe that. You know, Paige being a part of those games, and Paige made plays for us. You know, we needed Paige to score and get some things done. She had a pretty good tournament. Um, Haley Timmer just couldn't get enough shots to go through the net, but the shots she took and the plays she tried to make were, were good. She didn't shy away from the moment. It, it didn't maybe end the way um, offensively she had been playing, but she didn't back down from that. Callie Tyson, the way she played in that tournament was elite. I mean, she belonged in both of those games against some really good, good post players. Um, and as I look at some of our other players, I mean, Brooklyn Meyer is going to be that kind of player. She's going to be a difference maker for us. And you saw flashes of that this year against South Carolina down the Pentagon. Brooklyn was fantastic in that game. Um, you look at Maddie Mathewitz and Ellie Colbeck, and we'll have Mesa Byam and Maddie Lofton get a chance to play more going forward. And, and we'll have just more and more of that. So, um, you know, I really think we're in a good place, and I think it really started a couple of years ago with that first win out in Stanford where we beat Miami, really had a chance to beat um, Stanford in that next game and just didn't quite get it done. Uh, had a close loss, I think, against Villanova the next year, maybe the two years after that in overtime. Uh, and then we had a couple of injuries. We just did. That's the reality. A few times there where we were kind of um, just ran into a roadblock late in the year and changed things. But the momentum's really been building since then. And had we not had a couple of those injuries, I think we'd be talking about more of these postseason runs from us because we've had, we just had those kind of players and that kind of commitment from them. So as long as we can keep that going forward, I really think we can continue to build on what we're doing. Yeah, I still haven't gotten over Stanford, by the way, AJ. It was a 10 point lead with four minutes to go and you didn't score the rest of the way. And there was a fabricated, fictitious three-point play that lost the game where there was no one within five feet of the girl that made the layup. So not that I'm dwelling on that or anything, but it was uh, – I, I was so proud of what you guys did that night 
on Stanford's floor to go to the Sweet 16. You basically beat him. It just didn't show it on the scoreboard at the end of the game. <laughs> well, yeah, and I think even for me as a coach, being in those situations, what do we need to do better? How can we position ourselves in a way where we can finish those games? And you have to be in them to, to grow. And as a team, I think we're doing that. And when I say team, I certainly mean our players, but I certainly mean our staff and me included. You're just constantly trying to understand in that situation, you know, what's it going to take to, to get the job done. And, and even though that was a tough, 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 tough loss, and, and I remember it just the way you described it of, of not finishing it. Um, that was a, I think, an important lesson. Uh, not the kind that feels good, but an important lesson. And, and that's why I go back to that, saying that's when things have really started to continue to move forward for us. And uh, like I said, looking at our returners, young people who have come in next year, year after, it's it's just we've got a chance to be really good if we can continue to. Well, another way to say it, and I'll talk about with our team, the thing that always hurts, you know, teams is is change and complacency. Those two things are are always you're always battling those in college athletics, change and complacency. So as long as we can stay true to who we are and, and keep everybody moving in the same direction, which I think we're in a good place there, and just keep that kind of you know focus at what makes us good, I think we've got a chance to really build on these things. Well, congrats on everything. I get to hang out with four of your players tonight. They're going to be in Elkton uh, at, at a high school all-star game that I get to coach one of the teams, and four of your players are going to be there to be assistant coaches. So I'm really excited about that. That's good. I hope they uh, give you some good advice, and when they don't, you just tell them that you got it right now. They'll, they can they can sit that one out. Is that what you say as the head coach? I mean, thanks, but you know, I got this. No, I don't. I try to take some good advice, but you you, you feel free to handle it however you need to with the ladies. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you later. Thanks. All right, see you. Aaron Johnson, our guest. We'll be back to conclude today's show after this. This guy had more issues with his eyes. The minute he first came out of surgery, he walked in with a huge grin on his face. And for the first time since he was a little kid, he could see perfect. Going to Vance Thompson Vision was an easy experience. If you're going to trust your eyes to anybody, trust them to a leader in that field. When it came time for me to make a decision about where we were going to go for my LASIK surgery, there was no question that it would be Vance Thompson Vision. Call 877-522-EYES to schedule a free consultation. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Buying a new truck for your farm or ranch is all about the bottom line. At Billion Fleet, Farm and Ram Commercial Business Link, we know that better than anyone. We have the experience, selection, and industry-exclusive pricing and incentives to help you with your bottom line. Plus, new Ram trucks have been named Motor Trend Truck of the Year for the third year in a row. To see if you qualify for fleet pricing on a new Ram, call 888-531-1013. Or go to billionauto.com slash fleet. Are you looking for a fun, rewarding place to work? At Arby's, they've had plenty of people make it into a fulfilling career. Like Denise Hone, who started over 30 years ago. It's not just a job for me. It's a family environment where I've always enjoyed coming to work every day with a smile. 
there are great opportunities for advancement, and we would love for you to become part of our team. Find out more about working at your favorite Arby's. Apply now by texting Big Beef to 85000. Meet my good buddy Greg Gold, CEO of Hague Realtors and father of some terrific athletes. Greg, how long has Hague been around? Mark, we've been around over 75 years, and we have over 200 licensed agents who are all really good at helping their clients with their real estate needs, whether buying, selling, or both. And you have several locations, right? Yep. We're in Sioux Falls, Brandon, Garrettson, Hartford, all over the Sioux Empire, and even out in the Black Hills. You guys do such an amazing job, and you also have some terrific personalities who are a blast to be around and work with. Every day is fun at Hag. We sold over 4,000 properties last year, worth over a billion dollars. Nice. That's how good our people are. That is impressive. In sports terms, you've built a dynasty, kind of like those Lincoln tennis teams. Your contact info, Greg. It's simple, Mark. Go to Hag.com, find the agent you want to work with. We're Hag Realtors since 1945. You hear me talking about great life every day for a reason. And it's not just because my son, Nick Ovenden, is the president. Actually, Dad, I honestly don't know if there's anybody who gets more out of their membership than you. And that's just with the golf you play. You spent half that time in the uh, fitness centers. What are you implying? <laughs> that I'd love to have you work out with me every morning at 6 a.m. I don't think so. How about waiting until I'm awake? Well, good thing most of our facilities are open 24 hours a day. And we've got a friendly, knowledgeable staff that will help you get started or even keep you on track if you need to be, Dad. Let's change the subject. When are you adding new golf courses? Well, we're always looking ahead for our members. So in addition to the courses that we have in the region, we also have great life courses in Kansas City, Topeka, and now Arizona. Now you're talking. Hey, hey can you help me hit it further too? Yep, any time of day. But as for straighter, I sure can't help with that. <laughs> I, I know that. <laughs> but our golf pro certainly or... can. <laughs> Give us a call or stop by any of our locations to see what we're all about. Or go to joingreatlife.com. Live, play, better at Great Life. Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sanford Health, Rosenbauer, Vance Thompson Vision, Dakota Bank, Hague Realtors, and Comfort King. Always great to chat with the AJ. Sounds like they had a great trip. I agree with him. In terms of the atmosphere, it was the best of all these tournaments I've ever been to with South Dakota State or USD in the NCAA. That crowd at Virginia Tech was awesome. It was. They, and they showed up. I mean, they had averaged like 3,500 for most of their games during the year, but then they got to this tournament and they packed it with 10,000. They went out in the community and the community came in and it, it was fantastic. We had great seats sitting down there on the floor where you would, you know, where the players were and you couldn't hear anything. No. For most of that game against Virginia Tech. No, it was loud. There's no question about it. It was loud and it was, cause I had, I had people that were watching the game Friday night between SDSU and Southern Cal that were making comments on like Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And, and it's like, that's disgusting. There's nobody there. And I'm like, wait a minute. They were all here for the previous game, but they just left because North Virginia Tech's game is over and they didn't care. And the TV cameras were also behind us on our side of the court, which is where the Southern Cal and South Dakota State fans were. So you couldn't see any of the fans with all the TV shots. All you saw was the empty seats on the opposite side of the floor from where the fans that were still there were. Right. And there were there were some students that hung around. I mean, not everybody left. No, but, most but, of and them it, But it was still a decent atmosphere, as you said, for the game against Southern California in yeah. that first round. But the game against Virginia Tech was... Yeah, it was outstanding. It was great. It, really it was, was great. I was just thrilled to be there and... 
I think games like that do wonders for the sport of women's basketball. And they set an all-time attendance record for the first round of regional tournaments with like 240,000 people went to the games. Yeah. And just just listen to AJ. Where where they're at in that program is unbelievable. Where they are, they're one of the top 30 teams in the country every season now. They are. Amazing. Your thoughts on Don Plitzwhite going to Minnesota? I was, I'm a little shocked that she left West Virginia that early, but good for her. Perfect. I, I mean, I don't know what other connection she has to Minnesota, but it's going to be fun, uh, in the recruiting battles between her and her and AJ at South Dakota State and for Kayla down at USD. Yeah. Yeah. That same recruiting battle that they always had. Minnesota is so many great girls in women's basketball. Players. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You almost wonder what, what Madden Greenway is thinking now that. Huh, maybe I could stay home. I, you know, I don't know. She's going to go wherever she wants because she's going to offer. She's going to have an opportunity to go wherever she wants. Yeah, she's South Carolina and Stanford. Where, yeah. Oh yeah. Whoever. Or wherever. Iowa. Yeah. You know where mom and dad went. Yeah. That would be logical. She could go to South Dakota State. She's already been there for visit. And she's still a freshman. Freshman. Yeah. 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 Two straight state titles. She is something else. But anyway, yeah, I'd say the health of the game right now is extremely high. Uh, we saw that over the weekend at Blacksburg. Tom, thanks for uh, being in here today. We always enjoy having you thanks, here. Thanks, Well, uh, I'll see you in a couple of weeks, okay? Yes. All right. Sounds good. All right. We'll, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Calling All Sports. Today's show was brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Fireplace Pros, Sanford Health, Dakota Bank, Rosenbauer, Dakota Beverage, Vance Thompson Vision, Corey Insurance, Hag Realtors, Pusett Speedway, Comfort King, Billion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, the South Dakota Golf Association, and Corey and the Fireflies.